Christchurch, New Malden, Christmas Eve 2019. Katie Lofman speaking at the Midnight Communion Service. Well, this is a special night and a special time of night as we gather together ready for midnight, the precise moment to celebrate the night when Jesus was born, the night when light came into the world. Sunday, two days ago, was the darkest day of the year. All autumn, the nights have been drawing in until the 22nd of December, the shortest day. Sunset was just after 10 to 4, and the UK was in darkness for just over 16 hours. But then, from today, the sunset has started to get later again. The days are already getting longer. Light is coming back into the world, and there's more and more of it each day. Day by day, the light of the sun is winning until June, when it will truly rule the sky, and we'll have daylight for over 16 hours. We went on holiday to Northumberland last summer, and even at two o'clock in the morning, it was barely dark. And this lengthening of the days is a cosmic event that we see so clearly in this country every year as the days get longer and longer from Christmas to Easter and then on to summer. And it's a message from the universe about the start of Jesus's kingdom here on earth. And that's what we celebrate tomorrow, a great light coming into the world. Not daylight, but a light that was predicted by prophets centuries ago. A light to shine on the people who had been walking in darkness. Jesus is born. Light has come into the world and the darkness has not overcome it. The light, just like the daylight, is stronger and gaining in strength all the time, bringing justice, gentleness, hope. God's kingdom is spreading out from the stable and that tiny baby, getting stronger and stronger as he grows up, is influencing the whole world until one day God's glory and God's rule will fill the earth stronger than any daylight in midsummer, deeper than the waters that cover the sea. Our Bible readings talked about this, the prophecy of light coming into the world in the form of God's chosen servant, which is Jesus. He will bring justice to the nations, yet he'll be so gentle that he won't break a bruised reed or snuff out a smouldering candle. He'll be filled with faith and the Holy Spirit, and he won't rest until justice is established over the whole world. Isaiah says that we can put our trust in that and that it will give us hope. And that's what we're celebrating now, that hope bringing light to the world. And Isaiah, in his prophecy, spells out exactly what that light is like. Justice, gentleness, perseverance, faith. Yes, those things existed in the world before Jesus was born, but now they have more power. 
When Jesus brought God's kingdom to earth, he confronted the powers of darkness face to face, and then he defeated them on the cross. The darkness of injustice, of violence, of suffering, and unfaithfulness, those things still exist, but they haven't won. We know that they won't last forever. Meanwhile, our job as children of the light is to live our lives in the light of God's kingdom and to stand up against the darkness wherever we find it, like the lights that shine on a dark Christmas tree. In the second reading from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about us being the light of the world. So he's the light of the world, but we are as well when we live according to his kingdom. When we behave with justice and gentleness, acting on faith and guided by the Holy Spirit, when we do that, we're bringing light into the world too. We're living in the light of God's future. We're bringing that hope into people's lives. Each action, like the lights on a Christmas tree, each one may be small, but together they really light up the darkness. And we do that in our daily lives, in our work, in our friendships, in our families. Our job is to work for justice, gentleness, faithfulness and love in everything we do, in all our relationships, in the way we use our money or our time and even our vote. When we work for God's values in everything we do, we're living in the light of God's kingdom and we're spreading its light to our corner of the world. Are you worried about a relationship with someone? Or is there something going on at work that you're not happy with? Is there something else that you're worried about? If you are, then now is a good time to pray that you can bring light into that situation. By speaking with truth and gentleness, or acting in justice and love, your actions will help to dispel the darkness and bring healing and light to whatever situation you're in. Jesus is the light that came into the world and we are children of the light. So our role is also to be God's light in the world, to bring light into people's lives by our actions. Boris Johnson has been talking recently about a new dawn for Britain, a fresh start, a new era. The, the political rhetoric that we hear on the radio is claiming God's language, the language of that light coming back into the world. We're told that Britain will have sovereignty again and the government claims that it will use its power to bring light into people's lives again not only here, but around the world. In the Queen's speech, she said that her government is committed to promoting Britain's values, not only here, but anywhere where people are oppressed and deprived. And all that would be great, but we have to beware. 
because those claims are, in fact, a poor imitation of the real thing. Yes, of course, we want to make the world a better place, but it's God's light that we need to shine into the darkness. So to claim otherwise is human arrogance. It's God's values that we want to express in our lives and share with the world, working for justice for those oppressed in society, supporting Christian aid and other charities to put an end to poverty, and praying and working for peace in war-torn countries. Humanity can't do those things alone, not even the British. It's God's kingdom that we're spreading when we do those things. It's God's light that we're shining into those dark places of poverty, oppression and suffering. Because if it's not God's light, then there's no hope of success. When we work towards those values, we're working with God, spreading his kingdom, whether it's here or abroad. We do it because we love him and we're living in the light of his values in anticipation of the time when his kingdom will come in full. So what about us when we look at the baby in the manger and we see the lights on the Christmas tree? All of us have some darkness in our lives, things that we wish could be better, bad memories from the past, suffering that we've been through or that we're going through now, the people that we miss. Maybe we feel like a bruised, a bruised reed or a barely lit candle. I've been missing my dad quite a lot recently and this will be our first Christmas without him. Somehow this time of year brings those things back to us and the darkness seems more poignant. Of course, we can't change the past and God never promised that we'd have no sadness. But when we remember the light of the world shining into our life, we see those dark shadows receding. God's love, his forgiveness, his gentle healing give us a glimmer of hope. The Bible tells us that God makes everything work together for good for those who love him. He can redeem the darkest situations, bringing good things out of bad, even, in the, even as he shines his light into those dark corners of our lives. We can trust God for his love for us. The suffering that we feel doesn't necessarily go away, but it loses its sting because we know that God's love is stronger. His light shines in our darkness. So here we are, just after the darkest day of the year, remembering the king of the universe coming as a baby, lying in a manger. We rejoice at the new dawn of God's kingdom, and we know that little by little, light is increasing. And one day, God's kingdom will take over the whole world as we live and work in the light of that future today.
And meanwhile, I pray that each one of us will see the darkness in our lives being chased away as the light of Christ dawns in our hearts.